Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And greetings listeners, this is our letter to the podcaster edition of our season three, episode three series of edition on October 3rd, 2021. We have a few special guests with us today from Betamax Video Club and Don't You Want Me podcast. Um, could you please introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, my name's Rich Nelson. Uh, I was the host of the Betamax Video Club and now co-host of uh, Don't You Want Me. And I'm Catherine Lowe and I'm one half of Don't You Want Me. So obviously today's a little complicated and unique at the same time, since we technically have two podcasts here. Like we said, one is Max Video Club and Don't You Want Me. So if you were to each elevator pitch one of the podcasts in around 30 seconds or less, what would you say about it? Uh, well, I guess Max Video Club, it's uh, reviewing our movies from the 1980s uh, myself and, and a guest or, or two would sit down and, and talk for usually an hour or more about often our favorite movies of the era or something or a film that we were very fond of at the time and reminisce and remember how old we are now and how much we used to enjoy those sort of things and uh, yeah generally try and be as positive about them as possible. Uh, yeah and in terms of uh, don't you want me I'd say uh, the best stories are driven by characters and how they interact. This goes all the way back to Shakespeare. Our own relationships, whether they be romantic or platonic, are the things that give our lives meaning and a narrative force, which is why people also love to gossip about other people's <laughs> relationships. Um, don't you want me is giving that idea the attention it deserves by watching movies and having fun with it? Sounds good. So how do the two of you know each other? Um, well, so essentially after about two two and a half years of doing my podcast uh, I asked Kat to to be a guest on an episode uh, where we talked about a uh, fish called Wanda and it went very well and we got on very well and to be honest it, it was quite natural to ask her to come back and do some more and I think we ended up doing six in the end uh, across Yes, yeah, six so. episodes of that, and after I'm not sure how at what point it was. It wasn't that long into us knowing each other. We kind of joked about starting our own podcast, and then after a while, we kind of got a bit serious. And it took a long time to to kind of get ourselves into a position where it was kind of viable. But once we did, we yeah you know, we started recording them earlier this year in 2021, and. That was that was it really. Um, obviously, the weird fact for this is that we've done sixteen podcasts we've never met in real life. Do you, how far do you guys live apart, or is it because of COVID? It's it's a sort it's a combination of the two, yeah. isn't it, Rich? Like that, I think that the, during the period that we've got to know each other, that's all been happening, and um, we don't we we do live. Oh, I, I don't know. Rich, can you give a... Um, I suppose in theory, it's probably... <laughs> We're in different yeah, cities, aren't we? Two, yeah. 200 miles, but I, I think if if it hadn't been for COVID and, and lockdowns and, and things, it, we probably, I'm sure we would have met mm. before now, but it's... Um, definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, would, yeah. yeah, it's it's, um, it's mostly that that's the main reason we, we haven't met prior to this. Well, hopefully you guys get a meet up in the future. <laughs> I'm sure we will. 
Um, so specifically for Rich, uh, and we can talk about Don't You Want Me more later, what is your origin story for starting Betamax Video Club? Like why that podcast and that topic? Um, I think for, for a while I'd always enjoyed talking about films and uh, I guess films and, and sport were kind of my big interests and uh, there's already so many sports podcasts and, and football ones. I, I do also appear on a football one. Um, but we, I, I kind of thought back in 2017, I, I'd listened to a few movie podcasts and I thought I would quite fancy having a go at doing my own one. And originally I was planning on doing one about James Bond, but I kind of thought I'd leave it a little bit more general and most of the films I had a fondness for were from the 1980s they weren't always the best but they were usually where my favorites tended to be and I quite enjoyed the challenge of learning about the whole technical side of of doing the podcast and uh, marketing it and trying to arrange getting guests and things like that and it was a nice a nice hobby to have where um, I could sit and talk about things I really enjoyed with usually people who enjoyed them too so um and that was kind of it and that I, I think I did the first one in is around October 2017 and started putting them out and they uh, originally most of the early ones were with people I already knew but um I, you know I've met a lot of people um through doing it some in real life some I've got to know quite well such as Kat and um that's that became a hobby that I was doing over sort of every mostly every two weeks and yeah it was for the most part a lot of fun and um I think uh, probably not sure if I'm going to be doing any more in the future but it's um it's been a lot of fun to go here that's really cool I'm glad you you seem to very much enjoy your podcast and for both of you what is the origin story behind the don't you want me podcast well when Rich kindly asked me to be a guest on the Betamax Video Club podcast. Uh, we took, as he mentioned before, we talked about the film A Fish Called Wonder, and then following that, we talked about the film Moonstruck. And I think that the two of us both really enjoyed talking about some of the central relationships in those films because they've got, um, they've both got really kind of unusual dynamics in them between the characters and there are a lot of fun to talk about from that point of view so I think it grew from there really I think that um in quite a few film podcasts in a way that actually I really enjoy uh, there's a lot of um focus on the trivia around how something was filmed and maybe the actors careers involved and and um aspects like that and I think we thought that it'd be quite interesting to do a podcast that sort of honed back in on some of the fundamental aspects of, of storytelling in films, which is, you know, characters interacting and yeah, like, and actually in, in, our, in our episodes, we like to have quite a good bit of the dialogue involved because we think that that can be something uh, that's really interesting. To, to focus on when you're talking about the relationships between people. Yeah, I honestly was very intrigued when I saw the, when I first saw your Instagram, I was like, oh, I've never really seen a podcast picking apart 
relationships, whether that be romantic or platonic, in movies. And I thought that was very cool. Oh, that's great. I'm I'm really glad that you thought that. What um one of the things that we try and do with each episode that we've done so far is we try and um uh talk about the people or at least name check the people that wrote the screenplay at the top of the episode because sometimes like if you don't it's really hard to make a good film unless you have a really good script and sometimes I've noticed that um quite understandably because you know it can be really it can be really tempting to just talk about kind of glamorous film stars and films but sometimes the people that um write a script get overlooked or maybe the dialogue gets overlooked a little bit when you're talking about a film mm -hmm. so I think we've really been enjoying kind of um yeah like focusing on those kind of things with this podcast so before you got into the industry of podcasts like making your own what were your thoughts before did you listen to any did you like podcasts or dislike podcasts um well i've been listening to them fairly regularly for I don't know, probably six or seven years um to be honest i think up until i started doing my own one it was probably quite a narrow uh scope i, I probably didn't listen to a wide variety other than those i was particularly interested in um and and while trying to learn a little bit more about doing it and um I suppose improving what I was doing um I, I did start listening to a lot more I'd often listen to to one or two of ones that I wouldn't ordinarily listen to just to see if there were I suppose it's, it's the kind of professional hints and tips and borrowing without stealing their ideas um and just generally I, I do listen to them a lot I mean most of the time I listen to them are either when I'm walking the dog or commuting when I was working not at home and so I'd normally listen to probably several um over a week um which was always quite fun especially if they were on quite a varied topic so try and broaden my horizons a little bit yeah I'm a I'm a massive podcast listener they've um they've really they've really added to to my life I think I can remember the first first one I ever listened to was about five years ago and it was an episode of the Peach and Black podcast which is um, a podcast based in Australia uh, run by a group of guys who are massive Prince fans and I'm a massive <laughs> Prince fan too and it was this it was this three I think it was th like a three-hour review of the Graffiti Bridge album and I can remember about 15 minutes into it feeling almost quite emotional because I thought oh wow I finally <laughs> I finally found this these things that I can listen to that really bring together enthusiasts and you know people all over the world kind of connecting about really specific things that they really love to talk about and um, you know when you hear people uh, exchange ideas about stuff that you've loved for years and years it can it can feel really yeah it can just feel really cheering and um and interesting to to hear them talk about it but um yeah and then from from there i just i just listened to more and more and rich's Beatmax podcast was one of the ones that i'd listened to regularly so uh when he asked me to be a guest on his podcast i was really excited because you know i was i was already a big fan mm -hmm. and um i was extremely nervous actually i remember was very nervous before <laughs> going on for the first so um so yeah so so I'm so pleased here we are with them. 
Braids. <laughs> it's quite different listening versus talking on a podcast, especially when like you're a big fan of. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's um, it's such a, yes, it's a very different discipline, isn't it, to to just listening when you when you hear yourself back talking to someone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So for both of you guys, why did you choose podcasts out of all forms of media? Like uh, perhaps you could have started like a YouTube channel or something like that. Why podcasts specifically? Um, to be honest, I, I, I did, I, I know about doing YouTube channels and stuff. I just, it sounds awful. I don't like looking at my own face. Um, <laughs> that sounds a bit weird, but I, um, <laughs> I, I kind of felt like um, <laughs> if I was going to do something like that, it would, it, if I'm kind of think of the format of there are so many different types of YouTube channels that review films or talk about popular culture and and a lot of them are either narrating over video content or they're they're almost like an old school talk show where there are people sitting around in a panel talking about these things and and I didn't really feel comfortable doing either of those and I think with the podcast idea it felt a lot more relaxing it's kind of it's almost like talking to a friend or talking to someone that you know in most cases and um it just felt a lot more relaxed and i mean i i the, the, one of the other podcasts i i appear on I, I don't have a lot to do with the technical side of it they they do um put it out as a youtube product as a youtube channel which i uh, i have no input or say over particularly they they just do it and it's another way of of putting it out and I'm indifferent to it, but I don't really want to do it for myself. And podcasting just felt like a, a natural kind of thing where I could hide behind the microphone. Also, something to add to that, I think that it's a great medium in terms of people being able to produce podcasts independently. And you can kind of work it around your life. I mean, Rich and I, you know, as we talked about before, we're in different locations and we've got different demands on our time in terms of you know our personal lives and our professional lives so doing something like a podcast it means that you can produce it and you can make the the workload of producing it sort of work around you and um it also helps you uh tap into a really wonderful community of podcasters so i think i'm a bit old for youtube (laughs) Um, don't worry I feel like there's a wide range of ages for YouTube creators nowadays yeah no it does it does seem that way doesn't it so in general for Betamax and Don't You Want Me how do you prepare for your podcast do you have room bullet points or what do you guys do um Kat do do, you well um no, no, I was just going to say, you, I mean, for, for, for Don't You Want Me, Kat does a lot of the prep work in terms of, we don't have a script or anything, but we have a kind of an intro and an outro that we, we do. But um, we do have like a, an opening uh, part that Kat writes, as she said, acknowledging the, the writers or the screenwriters of, of the film and a little introduction um, to those and to what we what we're going to be talking about, whether it's a particular relationship or set of relationships in the film, um, and then within that we have I think four or five points that we cover 
in each episode. And then we don't always refer to them, you know, we don't have them as a, and now we're going to talk about X, Y, Z. Um, they normally come up quite organically during the episode. Um, and sometimes we don't even need to refer to them in that way. Um, when we did Betamax, I mean, Kat knows because she did more than anyone else as, as a guest, but um, there was hardly anything. And, and that was part of the why I enjoyed it. It was literally, as we said, we could talk about a film and it would go off on all sorts of tangents and different directions where there wasn't really a lot of structure. It might start with the same question as to why do you like this film or what's so special about this film? Um, but it was a little bit, I don't say chaotic because it didn't really get that bad, but it was um, it was quite free form in, in the way it went. And um, and now we we have, because, and again, the format of the podcast is about a relationship. So we're looking at something more specific and we're trying to drill down into that a little bit and still have fun and, and we still you know, go off on our own tangents here and there because that's fun. But it's, um, yeah, we, we have a lot more, it's a lot more prepared now, a lot more organised and it probably comes off a lot better as well. I see. So ever since you started your podcasts, have you started listening to them differently? Like other podcasts, I mean, have you started listening to other podcasts differently since you started yours? Um, I think that when... Now, when the podcast, when I'm listening to podcasts, and I do listen to a lot of them, when one is really entertaining me, I think I have started to think a bit harder about what the people involved are doing to create such a good listening experience. Mm -hmm. Like, could it be the chemistry between the presenters? Is it they, they've done good research? Is it, you know, is it wit? Is it positivity? Is it, is it just that they've, you know, that they got very good at kind of being relaxed with each other and are able to riff in a way that's successful. I think that it starts to make you think a little bit more about trying to get to the bottom of a winning formula. <laughs> then in general for both of your, uh, both podcasts, how do you deal with feedback and what are some tips for learning and figuring stuff out with criticism? <sighs> Oh, that quite a bit. <laughs> um, I, I to, to be honest, I, I think most of it, if, if it's, I mean, I, I've had a lot of feedback about technical stuff, and and I, to be honest, the the early episodes I did, I think, legitimately, some of the audio quality wasn't great, and I I probably should have done a bit more testing and practice and that kind of stuff. But um, I mean, some people, you know, and, and again, the thing with podcasts is you kind of people are giving you their time so you kind of respect their opinions to an extent I mean some people have some complaints about Betamax that I find quite amusing like some people uh, one a couple of people in particular complained that there were too many female guests that the conversation oh. got a bit well exactly yeah. <laughs> um, the conversation was a bit woke I think when I talked about one film um, which I found quite amusing because yeah it probably was but I'm, I'm not that woke I mean I'm, I'm fairly normal but it's um the you know so some of it I, I mean most of it's fine and and people you know so, someone left me some one-star reviews because I praised a Black Lives Matter speech on Twitter which was nice of them um so it's it's amusing I, I don't try and be controversial at all or anything and, and I I welcome constructive feedback in all its forms um 
and some people are just really petty and luckily I've got a fairly thick skin but it's um yeah I just find it amusing yeah it's it's making that distinction isn't it between um constructive criticism and the fact that nothing anyone does is is going to be for everyone so you you can't please everyone you have to just you know stick stick to your guns and and learn as you go and if people have got you know good ideas as to how you could improve the thing that you're doing then of course you know that's worth listening to but then it's up to you whether or not you want to run with it I think we've been quite lucky so far I mean we've had some nice feedback for for our new podcast and at the time of recording this we've only put released two episodes but people have been positive about it and admittedly there are people who have listened to us talk previously as well but it's nice to have that you know bit of I suppose confirmation that we're at least reaching people and that they're enjoying what we're doing um I mean I I mean to be honest even if we had zero listeners we've recorded 10 episodes of it and they've been a lot of fun to do and I've really enjoyed them and and we plan on doing several more in the future and that's fine but it's yeah it's nice to have feedback as long as it's not abusive. So a big part of podcasts is marketing and one of the biggest forms of marketing right now is social media so what is your experience in social media for example on which platforms are you most active and what are your experiences on there? So Rich has developed his uh, podcast um, Twitter feed for Betamax into, into something that's that's got a lot of followers. Um, whereas I'm, I've got, I, I use Twitter a lot on my personal account and then recently um, with Rich set up the Twitter account for Don't You Want Me? So I'm... I'm still getting used to that distinction between having your own Twitter feed as an individual and then also helping to run one for a podcast. Um, I don't know, mm-hmm. Rich, do you have any thoughts on on what it's like to manage a, a Twitter account with thousands <laughs> of followers um, for a podcast? I, I quite enjoy it. I mean, it's, again, I, I have my own personal one, which has very few followers and it's mostly old men shouting at cloud, but it's the, the Betamax one. It's It's quite, it's a lot of fun because you can kind of, I guess if you're in the right community or, or you follow or have followers from the right, then um, you can get involved to a certain point. I try not to drift too far off brand. And I guess the brand of, of Betamax anyways is, is 80s movies. It does drift into other interests like current movies or something that might leak into that. But um, it's, it's fun because I, I don't get involved too often in like threads or conversations and stuff. A lot of the time it's just things that amuse me that are related to 80s movies um and and the way that we've kind of done the certainly the twitter for don't you want me is similar it's kind of on a these are relationships within movies and sharing some of the amusing tweets that we see um trying to get a bit of engagement around uh sharing the podcasts that are coming up and just trying to give people a little teaser of what to expect and and it's a good way to get trailers and stuff um we both made a decision we, we weren't going to use facebook for it I, I don't particularly like facebook anyway but um and for betamax i didn't really use it but cat has done a great job with the instagram for don't you want me because i've had zero input into that it's a it's an interesting one instagram in terms of how it lends itself to 
um, uh, promoting a, a film podcast because I think there's something about the visuals uh, that really that, that are really good at kind of showcasing whether it be film posters or the sort of cinematography used in movies. And it does seem to be a place where a lot of um, enthusiasts about uh, sort of movie oddities perhaps uh, congregate. Like I noticed recently, we put up a picture, a, a still from the film Drop Dead Fred about the central relationship in that film and that came out in 1991 and I think it was a bit of a critical flop but I noticed that it was one of our most successful Instagram posts and that there was just this you know big number of people on Instagram that clearly have an attachment to that film for one reason or another and I thought well this is really interesting Instagram obviously you know it just um it has that thing of of people being passionate about art in di in different forms and um, yeah, setting up accounts and sort of e expressing themselves about about little things and sharing with each other and yeah, it's um, it's a it seems to be generally quite a positive place. Uh, and speaking of social media, whether it's in your personal Instagram or personal Twitter, how has creating content? affected how you consume media, like seeing other people's posts or tweets? Um, I, I think from, from my point of view, I, I kind of now probably appreciate the work that people do more in, in the background around whether it's promoting a podcast or a YouTube or their own, whatever it is they're, they're creating. I mean, there's, you know, I know a lot of people who put a lot of effort into doing silly photoshop of things and you know I, i'm i'm useless at them and i know they must put a lot of effort in so you try and encourage you know at least you know for some people they they just like having someone click the like button on their picture or, or whatever it is they're doing and you know it's, it's nice you know i've got friends and who do stuff and you know just sharing that and getting that out into a wider audience or a different audience is it makes a big difference and you know, if, if I think it's nice if someone spends hours or evenings putting something together, or it's a podcast or whatever, um, you know, actually just telling them, taking the time to tell them it takes 20 seconds. I really enjoyed that. Thanks very much. But, it, you know, it makes a big difference. And I'm, I'm a lot more aware of that now um, because, you know, I, I appreciate it when people take the effort to, to do that for, for something I've done. So um, I try and have that in the back of my mind as well. Yeah, I have a I have a bit of a background in in arts marketing, and I think that something that um, these kind of projects help you with is that if you channel your social media activity into something that's creative or fun or supportive of something that you believe in, it's a quite good discipline as it can steer you away from participating in social media in a way that can lead to negative behaviours, like you know arguing online or focusing too much on everything you object to rather than contributing something constructive to to the online discourse so it's really good in that way i see so since you started your podcast how much has changed both individually for your own podcast and what you see in the podcasting world oh, Oh, you should go with it. Yeah, you, um, you go. I mean, there's a lot more podcasts in terms of quantity now. Um, and I think 
something that you know especially lockdown and covid have kind of uh, they've encouraged the celebrity podcast more i mean they're always kind of there and i mean some of the early big ones were like ricky gervais and, and that kind of thing but it's um the there's i say call it competition but that you, you're still competing for people's ears and their time and and if someone big comes along it's quite difficult when when they're backed if, if you're an independent podcaster in whatever it is you do you know no matter how much you say we're happy just doing it you know it is nice that people take the time to listen to you and if if you feel that you know, sometimes you get blown out of the water and sometimes it is a bit difficult I mean I, I had a how can I put it last year uh imitator started up that actually stole my tagline when they first started, which was which was a bit annoying because they were backed by a media company and, and that. Um, so that, that was annoying. But um, so there's a lot, and I think there's was it over a million active podcasts now or something like that. I thought I saw in an article recently. So it's um, I think the quantity there and the you know the quality as well has got better. There's a lot more technology to to make things easier, to make the quality of a recording better, and to make the process easier obviously a lot more people use things like zoom now which has a recording function whereas when i started people were sort of doing skype calls and praying that it would record and sort of recording on their own end holding their phone in front of their face so um it's got a lot easier for that point of view and, and i guess hopefully the quality has improved as people get more confident of doing them and you know whether it's attracting guests or thinking of that different angle and that's what something that we've tried to do with with ours is um i wouldn't call it an angle but we've got something that's a little bit different that i hadn't seen or heard really before so and that's given us a lot more something to focus on and, and it's given us a little project to get our teeth into and it's been really really enjoyable changing the tack slightly and, and finding a little that's it's a niche of some point isn't it yeah yeah completely i mean that's the thing uh, as as more as as rich says as, as more people set up podcasts and, and perhaps more and more podcasts come to light that maybe you know have um have big names involved and big budgets the one thing about that is that if you're a small independent podcast the challenge is to um think more and more outside the box about what specifically you might want to tap into and so that can be that can be a good side of that that challenge. So obviously you two are working together now. And from our perspective, Claire and I have been working together for a very long time for our podcast. So we would love to hear if you guys experience any differences, both positive and negative, about working with someone else rather than by yourself. Oh well, Rich, you've done you've, yeah, you've done both, haven't you um, now? So so yeah I mean to, to be honest I, I I've enjoyed this a lot and and I'll be honest a lot of the um issue or say the issues a lot of the stress that came with doing uh Betamax was finding arranging things with guests because everyone is different and everyone has their own as you mentioned earlier about their own personal lives professional lives and, and things going on um and doing this with Kat I mean we've got to know each other so well um we speak a lot we um we've almost got like a set you know we don't even discuss what time we're doing it now we know exactly what time of the day 
is um, <laughs> that we're going to sit down and talk, and um, and the fact that we're we're bringing stuff individually. So obviously, Kat said she's had a background in in art marketing and 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 that and and the writing as well. That I'm useless. At. I mean, I can barely hold a crayon. But it's um, trying to. I think we've we've brought our own individual abilities and, and backgrounds together really well you know I I do most of the technical sort of stuff around the recording and the editing because that's what I've done previously and Kat's done a lot of the preparation a lot of the sort of promotional and the marketing around what we do and, and arranged the the art and the the theme music for the podcast which has come out really well and you know couldn't be happier with and it's come together really well and I mean we we had you know this is one of those things it I don't think a lot of people realise how much work, call it work, but preparation and time we've put into this before yeah. before we started putting them out. I mean, you know, we'd recorded all 10 episodes before the first one went out because we wanted to make sure they were right and ready and we think they are. So it's been a it's been a breath of fresh air. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, Rich has so much expertise in making podcasts. And as I said before, I was a fan of his podcast before meeting him. And so I'm learning loads from him all the time. Um, he's got such an impressive work ethic when he approaches um, these podcasts. Like a lot of people start doing something and they kind of leave off halfway through. Um, whereas Rich really sees everything through, completes things and, you know, he has that drive that is very, you know, inspiring to work with. And I can sometimes be filled with self-doubt and Rich is always so patient with me. And um, yes, he's a very, he's a very calming influence on me and um, I feel very lucky to be doing this with him. So just to wrap this up a little bit or to begin wrapping this up. Um, what is one lesson you learned or a takeaway from talking in your podcast rather than just naturally talking about films and relationships and conversation? When you're talking on a podcast mm. and recording it, it takes you out of yourself and makes you more aware of the quality of the conversation you're having. It, it, helps, it helps you to realise that for a good discourse with someone, you should both be asking questions, handing the batons to each other, trying to make each mm -hmm. other think and laugh and not being too set in your ways in terms of how you approach things. I think maybe it teaches you to think a little bit more about whether or not you should work on your conversation skills. That's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a, that's a really good, good thing about it. You know, it's, um, I think that, that as, as in, sometimes I, I think, you know, it'd be, it'd be good if, if everyone had a little go at, at podcasting just from that point of view it's probably um yeah it, it teaches you a little bit about yourself mm. very honestly it's like a formal conversation sort of yeah very much I mean I one of the things I'd always when I did started Betamax anyway was um I'd always said to my friend that we do an episode about like a live episode of us watching a film together and probably have a few beers and and see where that goes and and we never tried it but I know for a fact it would go horribly wrong because we'd just just <laughs> descend have a couple of beers and descend into swearing and probably go off topic and 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 I, while it would be fun hilariously fun to do I don't think it's kind of difficult if you're <laughs> because a part of the podcast is you, you know it is 
just a different version of the old you know, people talking to an audience. Um, with podcasting, you don't always know how big your audience is going to be. It might be zero, it might be a million people an episode. And um, sometimes, you know, you don't want to be in on too many in-jokes. You don't want to be in on, you kind of want to be involved and, and you kind of need to, if you're talking, you need to keep your audience or listeners engaged to a certain point. And, and if you start going off on, on a tangent yeah. or if you're, I mean, some podcasts work perfectly well when they're full of swear words and full of silly jokes and things like that and fair play to mm -hmm. them. But I think that's not for everyone. Um, we generally keep it quite clean. I think we don't really swear unless it's quoting something, uh, certainly not on, on camera anyway, but it's, um, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's one of those things I, I mean, yeah, we trying to, it's almost like when you're using your telephone voice, when you answer the phone it's right i think that's probably a, a, a way of putting it where you're trying to make a good impression you're still trying to say the same thing you're just communicating it slightly differently and 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 something i've learned from editing as well is because i have to listen to myself talking again and again and again and i know my tics that i never realized i do before i say or i make certain noises when i speak mm. that i didn't realize and i try not to do it when i'm talking if I'm talking at work or I'm talking at home or, uh, or something else, but I know I still do it, but it's, um, it's just part of how, how I speak, but it's, um, you do learn a lot about yourself and, and the way you communicate through it as well. So it's very, it's quite an educational little thing. It's like a sort of reflection. One wonderful thing about doing, um, doing all of these episodes with Rich though, is that I think that if you build, build a relationship which is an interesting thing about doing the podcast about relationships um with someone that you're building a podcasting relationship with is that you realize that you become I think a little bit better at relaxing in into a good conversation with someone that you have come to know well and that is you know that that can be that can be really rewarding because I think that sometimes if you're too tense, if you're a little bit too, too, too nervous around someone for the first time, sometimes that can make your thoughts clam up a bit, if you see what I mean. Um, whereas now I, I know that I can throw different questions at Rich and, you know, he's, he's not going to be th thrown by anything, you know, he'll, he's, he's got used to, he's got used to my strange <laughs> style now. So, <laughs> but, that, but, that's a, but that's a lovely feeling. <laughs> It's great when you find someone that understands you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and speaking about what you just said about being on a podcast about relationships has helped you relax more during pod, uh, your recordings. Do you think working on your podcast has also helped you in your personal relationships as well, considering don't you want me's topic um well I, th I think that doing this podcast has, has made me think quite a lot about um how I may have been affected by watching certain films or certain aspects of popular culture as I've been as uh, the, for the time that I've been alive um and um sometimes maybe question a little bit whether or not i've um, bought into certain ideas in a kind of unquestioning way and maybe i should have questioned them a little bit more 
um, particularly maybe as a, as a woman when I think about some of the romantic comedies that I've watched in my life when we've approached a few of them for this podcast and when I did some of them with Rich for the Betamax podcast I did I did think a little bit more about how um yeah what what values they might be offering up to us and then when I when I've done some of the different genres with Rich for this podcast, when we've done a Bond film, for instance, or we've done a superhero film, I'll think about the difference between what might be a kind of um, channeled towards more of a male market. And yeah, I think that te- that teaches you a lot about um, what you're being fed by the media and popular culture, and and learning to develop your own opinion more and more as you get older. Um, is really freeing I think yeah <laughs> I agree yeah I, I'm just trying to think about how <laughs> it's difficult because we've spent well at least 10 evenings this year talking about um, relationships and then they're not always romantic ones either because there's um, we've done a couple so far of the 10 that are relationships either professional or, or sort of platonic where you know there might be an element of, of that somewhere but it's um also because at the moment a lot of people are working at home you know and as thinking as a professional relationship we talked about the devil wears prada um and i manage people and i've managed people i've never met um i've been managing people for a year at my in my work that i've never met and i've talked to on the phone and i'm kind of thinking how am i meant to be you know how is my relationship with them different or similar to the one in that film where it's about a boss and a and someone they manage but it's um it's interesting because you watch these films in a different way I mean to be honest I've probably never watched Devil Wears Prada <laughs> otherwise but um and talk about you know and it's the same with West Side Story but then um it, it also gives you a little bit of of an insight into because we're looking at the relationship and that and you know in the current climate where people are talking about serious issues like me too and we're watching films that are potentially 40 50 60 years old and how things have changed in that time um and how mindful you are sometimes especially in my case I'm a man in a position of supervision at my work and I have to you know kind of sometimes bear that in mind um because you've seen how things have changed and how things are portrayed and how things might impact people that you don't always realize and yes they you're watching it for a film but it's still someone has written that story and, and you do kind of think of things differently and it's given me a certainly a different idea of of, of that especially heavy <laughs> would you be willing to share any of your favorite moments on working on don't you want me between those 10 evenings <laughs> um <laughs> Well, oh no, I was, oh, I was just yeah. going to say. Um, um, I, oh, sorry, uh, yeah. I was just going to say that. I mean, t- t- we okay. we've done episodes about a couple of the films have been, I'd say, you know, my 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 favourite ones like um, Superman or, or Casino Royale, and uh, I'll be honest, Cat was very forgiving in allowing me to talk for ages about them and the fact that we managed to stay fairly on topic for most of it was a treat and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, again, watching, you know, and learning new things. Um, I enjoyed West Side Story, which I never thought I would. I never thought I'd say, but it's um, been a lot of fun, and and getting to talk to someone you 
very fond of about something you're very fond of in a doing a hobby you're very fond of it would be nice yeah I I echo that and um when when we recorded uh, the Casino Royale episode that was something I I sort of I I realized that over the years I'd been going to watch Bond films and I think that maybe inwardly I'd become a little bit I thought I maybe become, I don't know, a, a little bit sneery about them. And then uh, Rich got me to watch Casino Royale. And I thought the central relationship in Casino Royale was so compelling. And I loved it so much watching the two of them that it, um, yeah, no, no, no spoilers, but it, it rather upset me that they um, couldn't be together after that film on a more permanent basis, because I would have loved to see more of that. But that taught me so much about how it's good to be working with someone who gets you to watch things that you wouldn't normally watch and you can discover that you know you have enthusiasm for something that you didn't realize was fully there and also just um things like you know rich rich has put together these really good trailers for our podcast you know he's so good at building momentum um to you know going towards the launch of a podcast he knows he knows how really knows how to do it really knows how, his stuff and there have just been these moments where Rich has, has shown me these trailers that he's put together or something like that and um it's just felt really exciting you know just from a from a creative standpoint it's um it's a wonderful thing to be doing and I'm I'm really proud of it and uh, yeah it's just it's just a joy really <laughs> And and for the last question, do you both have or individually have any tips for those that just started their podcast? So this is not for people who want to start one, but that maybe are on their trailer or first two episodes. Is there any advice you would give? Um, I, I would honestly say don't worry about download figures or anything like that. Um, I am that that would probably be the main thing because people get so hit up around those and uh, it's something to think about further down the line um, if you're looking at how your podcast is growing or what your audience is and and things like that but when you've started especially if it's your first podcast or if it's something you've your your beginner one I say beginner one because some people have one too they they go on to do different ones and and in this case um you know Betamax was my first and now I've gone on to <laughs> moved on to another one and I've learned good and, and bad habits and to be honest I try not to think about download figures because the main thing is is that you're happy that they're out there um and i don't lose any sleep over it to be honest yeah i i would say do do the thing that you're interested in don't don't conform to what you think people think you should be doing because at the end of the day you're making something and it's much more important to believe in the thing that you're doing because you're much more likely to stick at something if your heart is in it and that you're ultimately fulfilled by and it will feel like a lot more fun to do and also, I'd say, you know, and this is to, to myself as, as much as anyone else, you know, don't be afraid to self-promote. It's fine to, to take up space, you know, to, to shout enthusiastically about a creative project that you've done yourself, I think, is something that people should feel okay about. 
and also be supportive to other podcasters and build those relationships because you know everyone's facing the same challenges when they're doing an independent podcast and um it's really it's really uh it's really nice to to raise each other up and kind of build that enthusiasm in the community well those are all the questions that we have for you both today is there anything you would like to add about your podcast you can also feel free to kind of reiterate it for those listening you can tell them where to find you um yeah well i, I mean our, our podcast um we've had episodes two of well the first 10 anyway um and yeah it's uh, don't you want me we're on all the good and some of the bad podcast apps but yeah we're um we're trying to do one a week and then we'll we'll do a couple a couple of little sort of series maybe we, i think we're planning on doing some themed ones around christmas and valentine's day and and you know because valentine's day for relationships would be quite a quite a fun one to do but um yeah it's uh we'll say that the first 10 will be out and finished by the end of november but then yeah there'll definitely be more to come a lot more yeah that it, it's um at DYWM podcast on both Instagram and Twitter and yeah it's just it's it's not you know it's just one of those things come if you just give it a try it's just trying to take a just trying to take a different different look at films really and the characters in films and as we said before it's not just about romantic relationships it's about friendships it's it's across the board it doesn't have to be about any it's just any relationship in a film like we've got one on point break coming up for instance and we've got one on drive so it's just any any relationships in films that we think are interesting they don't have to be positive ones they can sometimes be negative ones too yeah it's just across the board okay great Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciated it and we really enjoyed the conversation. I know Claire is super duper interested in your podcast topic. And yeah, thank you again. Oh, that, oh we love hearing that. Thank you so much for having us. That's brilliant. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have, Have a great, great Sunday. Sunday. <laughs>